Today, we start part six of our Increase Your Net Worth series. Today is a good one, as many of you are searching for ways to keep your hard-earned money. In today's episode, we are going to discuss various ways that you can do just that. As with all the episodes we have discussed this series, you will be left with actionable steps that you can implement to start this now. Let's jump in and help you increase your net worth today. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on the Financial Mirror as we continue to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time you are joining in, don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. It does help grow the community and get more and more listeners. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, five-star review and a written comment goes a long way in spreading the information to more listeners. So before we jump in, I just want you to know I did not run a half marathon. And I feel like that's a trend that I should just keep talking about because um, I did a lot, did a lot of them, but no more, no more half marathons in the near future. July is probably the next one. I think I said that in a previous episode, but all in all, you also know I'm a sports fan and you know that the Miami Heat have uh, won the other night and we are expecting them to win again, right? Go three, three and zero on the Celtics, but uh, with all things that it, you never know. You just never know. Sports is an interesting thing. So before we jump in, I want to start this episode like I have every other episode because I want to address what is net worth just in case anyone is a new listener here and this is the first the first episode that you found me that you are able to understand where we're, where we're coming from and where we're going to. So easiest said, net worth, the definition that we've sort of consistently talked about through this whole series is... It's your total assets minus your total liabilities, right? So examples, cash is an asset, real estate's an asset, and a liability if you have a mortgage on it. Uh, Investments are assets minus total debts. All of your debts are liabilities, right? So, you know, I I say that and I I said the mortgage because, you know, I see it on on the TikTok. I see it on the Instagram. I don't have TikTok, by the way. I'm not a TikTok person. I actually am probably one of few people that have never had a TikTok account, not even like attempted to have a TikTok account. So um, not not to, to brag or boast, but I see it on Instagram, other people posting TikTok. That's such a weird phenomenon, right? Like you, people are posting on TikTok, but it gets to Instagram. So why have the TikTok? You can just have the Instagram. Anyways, long story short, I've seen it. People talk about your, all these assets, all this real estate asset. By the way, I do have a real estate series coming up uh next uh, there's a couple episodes in between but i do have a real estate series coming up in the near future uh which will be a lot of fun to go through however it, you, they talk about this but there's a mortgage that goes with most people's real estate especially with how how the the influencers and all these people are, are saying start your real estate there's a loan that goes with these things which creates a liability that goes with your asset which in turn if you have a hundred thousand dollar home right? And you have a $90,000 loan attached to that home. Your net worth is not worth a hundred thousand. It's 10, right? So 
I say all that because I just want you to have like a clear understanding and definition what we're talking about when we talk about net worth. Okay. So that's kind of what we're, what we're discussing here. So today I want to discuss some very practical and effective strategies that you can start to utilize to lower your tax bill in the United States. So this is a, a area of contention that a lot of people look at, but what I want to focus on is how like, like you, you know, you earn money, gross income is the money you earned. Right. And then we have a, a, system in place that that where we contribute money back to the government to help do a lot of the things that we want to see done right like like school systems being improved roads being improved uh for you know various infrastructure that needs to be put together um all of those things like like federal and state like national parks funding those type of things right like there's a lot of things that taxes help with um but you know like the the less of that that you have to you have to put put towards those things uh the better right because we all know the government is not that great at spending money otherwise we wouldn't be in debt as a as a as a government maybe maybe we should just share this episode this whole series with the episode and we can increase the net worth of the government that would be cool right uh but anyways the the long story short is that we've got we want to lower that tax bill so that we don't have to pay as much taxes so we can keep more of that hard-earned money that we've done. However, I want if you understand, you know, how how taxes work, right? Like we have a a a duty to pay taxes. But there is a way to legally, like legal ways to minimize your tax burden, right? Um there's tons and tons of 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 deductions and credits out there that can help lower that tax burden. So if you understand the regulations and you'll take advantage of the legal deductions and credits, you can maximize your uh, ability to minimize your tax liability. So we're going to cover those deductions and credits and some different strategies that you can do to help optimize your tax situation. So I do want to jump in first talking about tax deductions, right? Tax deductions is probably what you hear the most of. Most of the time, people are talking about taxes they're talking about tax deductions because deductions actually reduce your taxable income right but by lowering your tax bill so the 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 most common deductions are uh simply put those standard deductions right like this is just a predefined amount that the irs says you are going to, you know, you're going to take this standard deduction. We don't care about all those little nuances of all the different things that you try to quote unquote write off, right? Like I'm going to write that off on my taxes, right? Those are what people are saying is that they are going to deduct those things from their taxes just to create some transparency and some, uh, and, and lining these words up that you hear commonly. But you can choose between a standard deduction or an itemized deduction. So that standard deduction is a set amount for a single or set amount for families or things of that nature. And it's just set so that you just take that, right? And you just move on with your life. You file your taxes and you move on. But there's this other thing, right? And most people take standard deductions. If I'm totally honest, most people take the standard deduction. Now, there's this other thing called an itemized deduction. And the itemized deduction is basically you're taking all of these individual specific expenses and you are deducting them from your taxes. 
Think about things like mortgage interest. Think about state and local taxes, medical expenses, uh, charitable contributions, all of these things, and you are deducting those from your taxes, okay? That's that's the difference. You're not, you don't take the standard and itemize. You can't do both. You've got to pick one. You either got to go the standard route or the itemized route, right? So you got to understand what, what a lot of times, what a lot of times what a, a tax professional will do, or if you go to like a TurboTax or an HR Block online tax um, filling out software, what they do is they ask you all these questions and they do all these things. And you, you probably feel like deep down you are itemizing your deductions, right? And then all of a sudden at the end, it'll pop out and say, you're better off taking the standard. <laughs> And you're like, oh my goodness, I just wasted so much of my time filling out all this stuff, going and pulling old medical bills and pulling my mortgage interest statement and grabbing my charitable donation receipts and medical expense bills and all these things. And then all of a sudden you're like, yep, just take the standard. <laughs> it's pretty mind blowing, but that's what people do, right? That you, But you have to pick one. You have to pick one of those. And there's benefits to it because obviously what you want to do is you want to take which one's the most. If your standard deduction is, let's say, $10,000, but your itemized is thirteen, yeah, you want to lower that tax bill by thirteen, not ten, right? So that's kind of the that's kind of what that what that really means, all right? that's that's really what this is all about is is looking at which deduction is best for you and going that direction. Now, there's uh, Another thing called like there's another part of this where you have these things called above the line deductions and below the line deductions. The above the line deductions are those things that are 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 kind of pre pre like I guess before the income right. So it's is things that are taken out before you calculate your adjusted gross income your AGI. Uh, but you can think of things like. Uh, health savings accounts, um, retirement accounts, things like that. Like those things are happening before your adjusted gross income happens, self-employment expenses, things like that. And then your AGI is calculated. And then there's those below the line deductions, which is kind of all those other things that we discussed uh, that takes your AGI and says, okay, then we can deduct this and this and this, and that helps lower that bill even more. But That is the significance, right, of taking the standard versus the itemized is you want to go with which one's more. So keep up with your records, keep up with what you're doing, you know, and keep track of it. Uh, There's a few good ways out there. If you do paper receipts and paper everything, you can just keep paper receipts, right? Um, If you do an online software or or an Excel spreadsheet or something like that, you can do tags, you can do a column that says what it was like, what is this a taxable uh, deduction or whatever, Um, you can put what it was, what it's going to be deducted. Like you don't have to put exactly what it is at the time, you could go figure it out, just put like tax deduction uh, medical or something, right? Then you can go through and pull out all your medicals and just filter by that. Uh, That's just some good, good best practices that that you could use for that. Now, those are deductions. What about credits? What about credits? Um, Credits are different, right? They're different in that they're, you know, they're commonly confused with deductions first and foremost, but a credit reduces the sum of the taxes you owe 
dollar for dollar, right? Dollar for dollar, it reduces it. Deductions really only reduce it a little bit. Like if you did like a $500 charitable donation, that does not decrease your tax bill by $500, okay? Um, they're, they're totally dependent on many other factors. But tax credits, they do. Dollar for dollar, they they drop your tax bill by whatever that credit is for, right? So there's a couple that I wanted to bring up because these are very specific. Uh, deductions are kind of vague in, in a sense. I'm not going to say they're completely vague, but they're pretty vague. Um, but the, in a, in a sense, like you can, like it can almost be like any medical expense you can deduct any like education expenses, like you can deduct if you qualify any like business expenses. If they apply to your business, you can deduct them, right? They're, they're vague in that sense. They, they're specific in a purpose, but these credits are very specific, very specific, very big rules. You need to make sure that you're following them to make sure that you're, 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 doing legal credits that you qualify for. But I did want to go over a few that um, are common or more common that people see. Uh, first is the child uh, child tax credit, right? Uh, this is available for families that, are, that have children under 17, uh, and it provides a credit of up to $2,000 per child. Uh, that's one huge one that's out there. Uh, there's also education credits, the American opportunity credit. This is a refundable credit that, um, provides college students or their parents with an annual tax credit of $2,500 of eligible expenses out of the first 4,000. And then that's only available for the first four years of college and requires you to be enrolled at least half time. There's some dependencies in there. Like I said, go read all of these things as they change. I'm not here telling you this is what the tax credit is right now. Uh, well, it is this right now, but it could be different tomorrow. So go look these up for yourself. But the American Opportunity Credit is that one. Uh, it just helps you know kids go to school. It helps with some expenses from there. The Lifelong Learning Credit is also available for educational expenses. Uh, it helps with helping fund some of that uh, tuition, education related expenses that can be used. It does not have a limitation. Just there are other in terms of like how many times it can be used. Like the other, you can only use for four years. This one can be used more often. However, just know there are stipulations and guidelines all in there. Make sure that you qualify for it, but you can see, uh, there's like, and then there's like renewable energy credits and things like that, where if you like at one point, solar panels were just huge. They were doing tons and tons of uh, tax credits for those, but let, let me just tell you, let me tell you how tax credits kind of work. A lot of times tax credits change and tax credits are based on the direction that, um, they want to, they want to not influence, but they, they want to help drive people to be innovative. Let me just say it that way. If there are low end, if there, if there are limited low income housing in an area, they may, there may be a tax credit that comes out that says, hey, we will give you a tax credit if you'll start building low-income uh, low housing uh, facilities, right? Homes. Well, that incentivizes people to go out and do it. But that's kind of where tax credits come in. They incentivize people to do things. Like we know that lifelong learning and education and things like that help people, right? It helps you as an individual. 
So if we can incentivize people to do that, then then hopefully people will, will take that advantage, right? That's kind of what they're there for. Okay, but that's the difference in deductions and credits. And if you understand that, you're ahead of 80% of the population. That's that's my statistic. I just created it in the moment. So don't go quote me on that. But I'm telling you, people don't understand deductions and credits and how they vary and how they differ. So if you understand that, you are ahead of so many people. Now, another way you can lower that tax bill is through retirement account contributions okay retirement account contributions if you'll contribute to accounts um, they offer tons of tax advantages and obviously long-term retirement benefits right because they grow and they oftentimes you know are very advantageous for you to retire on Uh, but if you'll consider these the the traditional accounts are tax deductible um, they are tax deferred meaning that you pay taxes on them after the money comes out. Uh, but when the money goes in, it lowers that tax bill initially. Right now, it lowers that tax bill. Uh, the Roth IRA, it, you pay you pay with post-tax money, um, but you also get to draw it out tax-free. So there's some tax advantages there. The 401k and 403b, the exact same way. Those are just more employer-based, and they reduce your taxable income. If you will contribute to these accounts, they will reduce your taxable income and you will have a lower tax bill. So understand that I've done tons of episodes on traditional Roth. That's not what this episode's about. But I just want to throw this out there is that these retirement accounts are simply allowing you to figure out what your how you can best contribute to your retirement while lowering your tax bill. If you want to have a pay less money in taxes right this second, go open up traditional accounts and and do it. You'll pay less money right now uh, because you're funding that with pre-tax money uh, or those above the line deductions, right? So if you will do this with, if you want Roth and you want to pay taxes later, uh, that's another option because maybe you just think, well, I want a less, I want, I'm going to make more in the future than I am right now. And this is where I want to um, pay taxes. I want to pay less taxes later than now. So one other one, I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but another good, it's not really a retirement account per se, but the HSA and FSA, those health savings and those flexible spending accounts, uh, those also help lower your tax bill and they kind of fall into this realm, right? They're not really retirement accounts. Um, but they are another avenue that you can utilize to reduce your tax bill. Okay. Those can help reduce your tax bill. If you'll contribute to an HSA or an FSA, you can draw that money out tax-free to pay for medical expenses, doctor visits, things like that. All those things can be covered tax-free and the money that goes in there, it goes in tax-free. That's another huge advantage of those. So they are very advantageous. Sometimes even employers will give you a match or, or some type of incentive for putting money into it. Like we'll give, if you'll contribute $300, we'll give you $300, right? But you can contribute more, right? But companies will just incentivize you to do that because there is a benefit to, to them to have healthy employees, right? I mean, that's fair enough. You don't get sick all the time. You take care of yourself, all those things. Like that means you show up to be a better employee. You are, you're at work more often than you're not like all those things. Right. Um, 
But those are huge ways that you can lower your tax bill to ultimately increase your net worth. That's what this is all about is increasing your net worth by keeping more of your hard earned money. Now, I do want to hit this last one uh, because I think that it's very, very valuable. And when I say valuable, I mean very valuable. If you, I, I, I listen to um, uh, the Order of Man podcast. It's a great podcast if, if you in, enjoy just like really like digging into to yourself and like what you like, uh, how you think about things and, and, and some other aspects. But what, um, what was discussed was how starting a business, it's not only beneficial to you um, financially and mentally and doing, just doing something that you're passionate about and building that from the ground up, right? Like there's, 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 there's things that come with it outside of the finances, but financially it is also extremely beneficial to you. And I want to broaden that and talk about taxes from a tax perspective. It is highly beneficial to you. There are rules that go with this and please talk to a tax professional before doing it. But if you run a small business or you create some type of business for yourself, there are tax benefits to you for doing that. Obviously, rule number one is this is not a hobby, right? It's not a hobby. Like it, this, when I, when I mean that you're trying to, you're starting a small business or you're doing some type of like small business creation, I'm talking like you're doing it with the intent to earn a profit, right? Like you're doing it with that as your intent. So, but if that is the case and you talk to your tax professional and you say, Hey, this is the business I'm thinking. And this is what uh, I want to do. And what all can I deduct? Things like that. There are huge tax benefits for your business that as a, a small business owner is kind of you, <laughs> like you are the business in essence, tons of tax benefits out there. And I'm not getting into the details of it, but I do want to get through, I want to go through a couple of, of big tax deductions that you can do uh, that can help. And if you run a small business or you have some type of like self-employment income, there are deductible expenses that you can do. And if you look on this list, you can see where some of this overlaps with some of the things that you already need or do for your everyday life. Deductible expenses could be things like office supplies, things like travel expenses, things like equipment purchases, right? Now, I'm just gonna give you an example. So I used my computer to make these videos, to create these podcasts, to um, write my, my note outlines, to build thumbnails, to do all these things, right? I do that. But I also use my computer to trade stocks and do uh, educational things, which also may be boosting this business, right? Like it may be that I'm, I'm getting more educated around a topic that I may not be as confident in, right? So I'm, I'm paying for lessons and, or, or, or I'm paying for courses and I'm learning more and I'm using this computer for that. Well, then what about if I, if I like, I don't know got on and what like got on the computer and watch YouTube videos about just like cats meowing or something, right? Like it's the only thing I can think of. But if I if I did that, that means that let's say 75% of the time I use my computer for work 
25% I do not. That's just a rough guess. That means that 75% of the cost of my computer I can write off for my business and 25% of the cost of it I, I have to pay for out of my pocket, right? But that's how this whole thing works. You you get like you're you're gonna you're gonna quantify how often do I use this? How often do I use this room that I'm sitting in as a home office versus how often do I use it to watch cats meow, right? Like that, those are the type of questions your tax professional is gonna ask you, and you're gonna figure out how often you do it. Maybe you do you have a, a business like like, oh, I got a good one. When I did uh I did a, a one month little a little series on Instacart to show people that they could earn money through Instacart. That is a small business. That is you being self-employed. So your vehicle is used for your business. How often is that vehicle, that car payment, right? Like if you pay a car payment, that how often is that used for the business? 50% of the time, then you can write off 50% of your car payment, right? You see how, you see how this works now? There are huge tax benefits to you starting a business. Um, you know, and first off, you get the one benefit of making more money, but there's huge benefits to how much you can deduct. Home office deductions, like I said, the space. Uh, if you are self-employed, completely self-employed, and you have to pay tax on that, you you do get to write off a portion of self-employment tax deductions. Um, all these things, all these things, super beneficial. All I'm saying is think about it, because there's there's tons of tax benefits that go with it. Okay, so I want to wrap this up by saying this lowering your tax bill is totally possible. I just gave you some strategies. I gave you some insight. I gave you some some different ways of thinking about this. But all I tell you is that you also have a legal responsibility to pay taxes. Okay, so what I'm not telling you to do is go off and try to shortcut and go, you know, behind the curtain and do these things and and not pay taxes on the things you're supposed to pay taxes on. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that there are legal deductions and legal tax credits that many people forego because they just don't understand the system, right? They just don't understand the system. So they blame the system for what they don't understand, right? I have a problem with that. What I can tell you is that there's education that is, there's tons of things that you can learn about the tax system. And every year, if you can just learn one new thing, think about how many years you file taxes in your lifetime, right? I've, I started filing taxes in, at 14 when I got my first job, right? Filed my first taxes at 14. I filed a lot of taxes. And every year, if I've learned one thing, I'm, I'm years, I'm decades smarter on taxes, right? But I'm not a tax professional. I'm not. And I still utilize tax professionals to for that kind of guidance and that kind of insight that I need to stay up to date because the rules constantly change. And I want to make sure that I'm legally doing what I'm allowed to do. I'm not bending rules. I'm not going and, and hiding tax things. Most people just don't understand it. So they blame the system. But the system is built for you to have deductions and credits because there's benefits to you having those, right? So all I'm saying is understand Learn, learn the ropes and take advantage of it. Lower your tax bill and start to see a benefit in your net worth in the end. Remember, stay within the boundaries of the law, but take advantage of the opportunities that are available to you. Now, this information in this whole podcast, what is meant for educational purposes and should not be considered professional tax advice, uh, consult your professional qualified tax professional for any personal guidance on your specific circumstances. And I say all that 
because I don't want you to take all this and then say, oh, well, you told me to go do this. This is just meant to help guide you for specific things that are related to you. Go talk to your tax professional. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances and you want to kick off your your all of your financial journey or wherever you're at on the right foot, head over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now and schedule your free consultation. I don't care if it's if you need a personal financial plan built for you. I don't need no care if you need financial coaching that just helps motivate you to help get you to where you want to be. Just go over there, hit book now. We'll schedule a free consultation. We'll see how I can help you and decide if it's the best fit. If it's not the best fit, no harm, no foul. It didn't cost you anything. Uh, but if it is, it could just change your life. It could just change your life for the better. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop and pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. I truly, truly, truly put every dollar earned off that shop back into this stream to help increase the audio quality, increase the video quality, increase everything that I can, put in new uh, features to help clients get better services. All of these things are meant to help you, right? Everything is meant to help you. I hope that you got a lot out of this this episode. I hope that you took something away that you can start to implement and start to use. Um, I, I, I think that this whole series, if people will take it from start to finish and work through it, they will be happier with where they are financially. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I truly appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to hit subscribe, like, comment, and share. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, five-star reviews and written comments go a long way. And this is part six. We have two more parts in this Increase Your Net Worth series, and I hope to see you there. Till next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.